1: On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. I'm going back to my teens. Uh, you can call us 1-800-795-9565. Why don't you, you can call
2: re- us Mark and Joe instead?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy, none of this makes any sense. Uh, you can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. We just updated the winter net, so if you are involved involved... involved in one of the delays around here today, you might want to check out Winternet and see what the update is. We also invite you to go to a certain address. It's on North 4th Street in Sunbury or Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. That's two certain addresses. Or sunburymotors.com. Those that's are one three. address. <laughs> right. Those are three addresses. Three addresses. Uh, but the, if you, with these three dresses, uh, you can look smart. No, no. Addresses, not addresses. Oh, addresses. You can look smart and afford Lincoln, Kia, or uh, Hyundai. Uh, these are the new vehicles that they have at the Sunbury Motor Company, and they've got a wide variety of those there. Plus, they've got hundreds of pre-owned vehicles that are literally in perfect condition and have been through a 200-point check, and they've been found out uh, to, to have been cared for very well, and uh, they are are in perfect condition for you. So those are some of the things, and you know what? You have done all of that online right from your home. You can purchase a vehicle online from your home. You can also get your car alignment done. You can get your car uh, painted at the body shop of the Sunbury Motor Company or get new snow tires put on it all while you are at home. You don't even need to take your car to the place. They can pump you up with nitrogen without you even going there. They can do the inspection without even you being present there. That's how important and critical Perfect, the uh, virtual services are at the Sunbury Motor Company.
2: How are they going to put tires on my car if I don't take my car in? Virtually. They virtually put tires on my car. Okay. Glad to
1: know it. It's a new service. (laughs) Ford. Do they
2: virtually never wear out, I guess.
1: <laughs> They're virtually brand new brand all new the all time. time. Right. Okay. Ford, Hyundai, Kia. All right, so Joe sees right through this sh- stick. A little bit of hyperbole. Yeah, a little you.
2: bit of hyperbole. <laughs> They're wonderful you. people. and They don't really need to be hyped up. They are just so good on their own.
1: Right. It's like President Trump. Some of his accomplishments were pretty good. He really didn't need to lie about all of them. He could have just told the truth. Anyway. They Ford. don't lie at Sunbury Motor Company. No, tomorrow. they do. They are standing up all the time and very glad to help you out at the at the Sunbury Motor Company where they sell Ford, Hyundai, Kia, and Lincoln. SunburyMotors.com. I think people got a sense from all of that shtick <laughs> that their Sunbury it's Motors. a good
2: place to go. <laughs>
1: right. You a, need
2: a vehicle, they know how to take care of you. They do it fairly and
1: honestly. Right. I haven't driven in a Sunbury Motor Company Ford in almost 12 hours, so now is the time. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Uh, let's read these messages so that we can get an instant response. Yes, yesterday when Eric was on on the the phone, he was uh, talking about the impeachment trial that will be starting uh, soon in Washington, D.C. In a couple of weeks, to that end, one of our listeners sent
2: two texts. says, Eric, the impeachment trial is unconstitutional. You can't hold a trial against a private citizen. Read the Constitution, Eric. And then, gee, Eric, giving a speech and telling people to peaceably march to the Capitol and support the congressman doing the right thing and protest those not- where is the incitement in those words?
1: Yeah, I think the impeachment. Now, I have actually I haven't read the indictment in the impeachment, but it calls attention to a pattern of action, not just speci- the specific words of the specific speech that day. Uh, you know, so It's almost like a conspiracy charge where it's it's based on actions and and words and uh, a pattern of behavior and and intent, or less so maybe, you know, what you did or said it. Still don't know moment. how. I, mean,
2: I think uh, our writer's uh, point is a good one. I mean, we've never tried to impeach somebody who isn't in office... I, mean, right, I don't and, know how you do that, and I'm not certain at all that's constitutional. Well, when, uh, well, I've read the Constitution,
1: and I don't really see where it says you have to still be in office. It doesn't say. It does make reference to impeaching the president so you can kick him out, but it also says you can also impeach somebody. It doesn't have to be the president. Well, no, you there are other can impeach
2: federal judges, and several right. have been impeached. But there does seem to be. And several have been convicted, too.
1: Right now in the U.S., we have an equal number of egghead lawyers that are super smart and say you can impeach based even if you're out of office, particularly since part of the conviction that uh, is being sought in the Senate is a forward-thinking thing. You know, in other words, like if you committed a burglary, uh, you might uh, have been caught and said you're really sorry and you'll never do it again, and that's fine. But the courts still reach back and say, okay, you did this then, you got to be punished, you got to make restitution, you got to wear an ankle bracelet, and you're not allowed to burgle anymore, and you might have to do some jail time. Well, I think they're doing the th- same thing but with you, President Trump. They're saying, okay, you committed this crime, you had a trial, and you were indicted. Now we've got to determine if you're guilty, and if so, what the punishment well, you is.
2: You said you've committed this crime. You're presupposing a crime has been committed. That's something to be determined, whether or not a crime has been committed. The Senate no, will determine
1: that. No, that's not how the indictment is it worded But that's how all. the
2: Senate will determine whether or not there actually was right, a crime committed. it is a committed. trial, but I'm talking about the indictment or the impeachment. Is There's nothing vague about the impeachment. It says he did it. Right. But, you know, it's still a tr- – that's what the trials are for, to determine the facts, to determine whether or not he is guilty of what he is charged with. A charge isn't a conviction. A charge is, no- is nothing more than uh, a series of facts that you believe warrants a conviction. Why are you saying that? Well, I'm saying that because I am not at all certain that the Constitution of the United States will per- permit a private citizen uh, to be impeached. Uh, I think that th- this will wind up in the Supreme Court. My guess well, he's is... already been impeached. People, people... Well, I am mean, convicted. Twice. If he is convicted, I think it will be thrown out at the Supreme Court level. And not because the majority of the re- of the justices are Republicans, but because <laughs> it's unconstitutional. Right.
1: And I agree that that is one of the possibilities. I also agree that they're going to proceed with this. And the uh, House and Senate lawyers on the Democratic side say, we can do this. We can convict. Or we can borrow from public office. And guess what they were... Republican side's lawyers say. You can't. You can't. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Isn't it funny how the law also stands on one side I mean, of the aisle? Or what the bothers
2: other. me is that he will probably get off on all of this, and because the Democrats overreached, if they had gone for a censure. If they hadn't been intent on trying to keep him from ever running for office it again, which I don't think document. he can do. I don't think – everybody says, all oh, the Republicans are sold. They're sold to the Trumps. I don't believe that. I believe the Republican Party will repudiate him, and he will not be renominated no matter what he does. And I think he will have lost any bit of – any large major influence he has in the party. That's just my personal opinion. I could be dead wrong. I hope I'm not. But, I mean, if the Democrats had gone for um, censure, they would have won it. And I think that would be pretty damning on him for the rest of his life if he ever did try to run that he was censured for um, whatever you and want impeached. to call it, huh? And impeach, impeached, and well, no, you wouldn't have had to impeach him. You would either censure him or impeach him. They chose to impeach him.
1: Overreach. One 9565 One of our listeners says, "I know exactly how most Trump supporters feel. It feels like." Walter Mondale beat Reagan, <laughs> says Mike Bolick. Yeah, you're going to have to live with it for four years. Yeah, if there's one thing that we do well in this country, it's just live with whoever wins if you voted for the other side. Sometimes you have to wait four years. Sometimes you have to wait eight years. All eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Eric, the first dialer of the day. First of all, one of our good listeners says you are 100% wrong. It is unconstitutional to impeach somebody who's just a private citizen. Or to convict?
3: Oh well, let's let's not listen to experts. But I'll quote one: The USA Today from yesterday. Susanna Sherry, constitutional law expert at Vanderbilt University in Nashville, who is an authority on impeachment, called it an open question and something on which the Senate should try to agree on. I didn't claim to be a constitutional expert, but there is one. But gentlemen, that's not what I want to talk about today. That's what I uh, told your producer about. I like to talk about the COVID nineteen um, vaccine and its availability, and give a little report uh, from my family perspective, try to interject perhaps a little positivity into the Valley this morning and all this crappy weather we're having. Um, I was able to get the shot uh, about about two weeks ago as a result of my part-time employment in my retirement. Uh, My wife was able to get her shot up at Geisinger-Woodbine area yesterday. My mom and dad are getting theirs on Wednesday. The uh, the vaccine process went great. We we had took about fifteen twenty minutes. The shot hurt a little bit, kind of like a uh, you know a tetanus shot. Um, really no reaction afterwards. So I urge I urge my fellow uh, Central Pennsylvanians uh, do your patriotic duty. Uh, let's get Central PA back open again. The way we do that is we first of all agree that it's a pandemic we don't listen to the former president who said you know it's nothing don't worry about it it is a pandemic let's act as responsible people let's get the shot it's available a friend of mine also went on the state website and when he registered last Thursday he was number 4,000 on the site by the end of the day he was number one was able to get the shot up in uh, Williamsport on Friday so the shots available it takes a little bit of a process Uh, go out and get the shots uh, but let's, let's stand together, let's move forward on this, and let's uh, get the valley reopened again.
2: Right. You must have missed Monday's program. We discussed this at length.
3: Yeah, I was picking my wife up to get the shot. Okay, well,
2: I, I <laughs> got mine over the weekend, and we, you, Mark and you, I, discussed yeah. it at length about how to uh-huh. do it and what the process is. And Mark pointed uh-huh. out that Evan was about to open up their their numbers, and they opened them up yesterday to great okay. numbers of calls. So it's made Joe more stubborn, though. growing hair. I'm growing hair. Mm-hmm. Mark, what about
3: yourself? He's Getting not your old shot.
1: enough. Uh, one C, I think I am. One. C. Okay. Well, yeah, we're we're letter we're essential, but not as, quite as essential as one B. <laughs>
3: um, so the articles of impeachment were delivered. Um, what I called in late yesterday. So one of your one of your texters. I, I love it when people text in and then and then don't open themselves up for or for counter arguments. They said it was a peaceful a peaceful. All the president did was peacefully say, you know, go and protest. What what does fight like hell mean to you?
4: Fight like
2: hell—that's that aggressive to, language to me. Fight like hell means. And, to, and then he said,
3: "Let let's march." And then then the coward then, then disappeared back into the White House. And he actually pointed down there. Let's the march, you know. Let let we will march. We, and then then you never saw him again.
1: I will be with uh, you. And also, <laughs>
3: the whole time in the first impeachment uh, of the president, he he refused to testify. He refused to testify. Um, the only thing they got, uh, you know others on was they testified, and then they, they, they said, hey, you know, President Clinton, uh, what he was impeached upon was, did he lie? And the only reason that they had him on anything is because he did agree to testify under oath. President Trump has never testified under oath as president. So the question I have is, will he testify during his impeachment trial?
1: No. no that will, his lawyers will be very adamant that that will not help the ball club.
2: <laughs> Why is that? Well, no one else yeah. has. Bill Clinton well. didn't testify. Uh, Andrew well, so Johnson he, didn't well, testify. Well, well, he, he,
3: he did under oath. Otherwise, they had him on. What did they have him on
2: if he didn't do something under he, oath? How you're talking about now. Come on, you're talking about at his trial. He didn't testify at his trial.
3: Okay, so we're playing semantics again.
2: No, you just said you wonder if President Trump will testify. Uh, he never testified under oath. And Mark pointed out quite correctly that his lawyers probably wouldn't let him, and no one else ever has testified at their, uh, that an impeachment trial. Andrew Johnson didn't. Bill Clinton didn't. Ronald uh, and, uh, and President, uh, President Trump Trump's ability
1: to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth is, what shall we say, diminished. Well, the so-help-him-God part might uh, get him, oh, too. Well, yeah, he's <laughs> in
2: trouble. Well,
3: as Joe said, uh, President Trump uh, often had a—what did you say, Joe? A passing acquaintance.
2: A nodding acquaintance. I I like that a lot. Uh, We
3: shall see, but uh, to answer my critics or those who, you know, text about what I said, uh, read read the uh, the, uh, papers. It's an open question. Um, What bothers me is a lot of Republicans are hiding behind that, saying, well, it's unconstitutional, so I'm going to vote against it. No, it's your job to make a decision in a trial and let the judges, let the Supreme Court decide the constitutionality of it. You say it's unconstitutional and make that judgment on yourself, you're overstepping your bounds as a legislator. You're not part of the judicial branch, you're part of the legislative branch. You have a job, you are being empowered as a juror. A juror in any trial does not interpret what is constitutional or what is allowed or not. That's the judges there to sit, listen to evidence provided and then make a decision.
2: But the and That's
3: what the Senate is supposed to
2: do. It's not going to be presided over by the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court as is normally the case. It's going to be presided over by Senator Grassley.
3: Yeah, that was, that was his decision, wasn't it?
2: Well, I believe, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah, so. I thought it was Patrick Leahy. I thought it was Grassley. I think
3: I think it is it's the oldest member of the Senate. Yeah, the oldest. The oldest, oldest, I, oldest
2: I thought that was Grassley. Him. I may be Who's wrong. Who's
1: presiding over the U.S. Senate impeachment trial next week? The
3: oldest member of the Senate. I'm not sure what his
1: name. It name just is. says the
2: oldest member of the Senate, but <laughs> doesn't name him. Well then, <laughs> isn't that funny? <laughs> okay. Well then, let's ask it another question. Who was the yeah, is the oldest member of the Senate? Yes, Patrick, Patrick Lee Okay. That'd I don't know why it. I thought it was Grassley, but Grassley's up there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> okay, that's the <a> good ri- <laughs> as, as best as you know, yeah. One of our good listeners
2: census to Texas. <laughs> Leahy Joe, you fool. Actually the oldest sitting senator is Diane Feinstein, born in nineteen
3: thirty three. No, I, I think longest serving. Longest serving is what we're talking
2: oh, about. Oh longest serving, okay. Well she's yeah. the longest sitting. Isn't that the same as thing? you and no, I and Mark
3: know, wisdom does not necessarily be based upon age. <laughs> yeah, look at
1: this. Let's just keep listening. All right, got to hit the road. Thank, Thank you. you, gentlemen. Take we appreciate of...
3: the discourse this morning. Right, as you. always,
1: take care. All right, 1 800 795 9565. And a third note U.S. Senator Patrick Leahy will preside over President Trump's second How old is impeachment Grassley? trial. I don't know. How old you...
2: is Senator Grassley. Enough.
1: We'll be right back.
5: Sunbury Motors Ford is bringing in 2021 with our band. SMC has just received shipments of the all-new 2021 Ford F-150. Save up to nine grand on the totally redesigned F-150, which was just awarded North America's Truck of the Year for 2021. Sunbury Motors has 67 F-150s in stock and arriving soon. SMC is introducing the highly anticipated 2021 Ford Bronco Sport. The new Bronco's retro design reflects its iconic heritage from the 60s and 70s. Sunbury Motors has them in stock, starting at just $28,200. Pick from 61 of the top selling Ford Escapes with savings up to $8,250 and slashed to as low as $22,380. SMC is where you want to be in January for discounts up to $11,000 on the largest selection of new Ford's in the Susquehanna Valley. And everyone is clearly marked for this massive sale. Sunbury Motors Ford into the 4th Street Auto Plaza, proudly serving all of Central Pennsylvania for over a century. Hurry, sale ends Monday the 1st.
2: Okay, I told you, Chuck Grassley is the oldest United States Senator. You mean the oldest in terms of who was born? Well, you said the oldest Senator presides, Mm -hmm. but you meant the oldest in terms of service, not the oldest in terms of age. Right, okay. Uh, In terms of age, it was Grassley, and in terms of service, it's... Gosh, Patrick Leahy went in in 1975. I was still in high school. 85, 90, I was 05, 15. That's 45 years. I was a
1: sophomore in high school when he was sworn in. Unbelievable. I was running a radio station in
2: Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh market. Oh, my gosh, holy (laughs) smokes, that's hard work. Yes. So, who do we have? We have Cindy. Cindy, you're on the mark.
6: Good morning, gentlemen. You know, I just want to say that this, whole impeachment thing just shows how Washington is more obsessed with politics than the people of the Americas. Why aren't they passing all this legislation that they've proposed? Where's the $15 minimum wage? Where's the repealing the tax cut that uh, went through under Trump so that they can um, demand the money of all the American people? Where's the lowering of prescription drug prices that they claimed that they were going to provide? Where's Medicare for all? Where's all of that? You know, they patent... In record time, they passed this impeachment. They could have instead passed all these things that would have benefited all of the American people, but they placed politics above the American people. This is just a bunch of kabuki theater nonsense. It's not – I don't believe for one minute that they will successfully convict the uh, former president. Not for a minute. Cindy. And I want to close by saying I support Joe Biden – putting a halt to the keystone xl pipeline and while i understand that it costs some americans jobs what it did do when it was going through was it cost hundreds if not thousands of americans their property which is taken through eminent domain stripped bare ruined and then they're not even allowed to fix it they have to live with it that way so uh, as far as i'm concerned i'm delighted that uh, that President Biden put a halt to the Keystone XL pipeline. I applaud that decision.
2: Yesterday, when uh, I mentioned the fact that I was sorry that the pipeline was canceled, we went into break, and I said to Mike, Cindy will be on the phone within two minutes to to complain about eminent domain. So you're a day late, but thanks for calling in with that important opinion.
6: (laughs) Well, maybe if it happened to you, Joe, you'd have a different perspective. But They've come at me. They've come at me twice. Two different uh, entities have come at us twice. And you, you can't imagine what it feels like to own your land, you've paid for it, you pay the taxes on it, and an outside entity, a, a, comp, a company who makes money, is given the government by the government the power to take your land to improve their money-making, and to heck with you. And, you know, it's just obscene. It's an obscene process in this country. And if the Democrats really wanted to do something, they'd clean up this abuse of eminent domain. They should be forced to pay the property owner what the property owner values their property or not be able to take it from them. So if you
2: value value your property at $15 million and they don't want to pay you that, they they have an appraisal that says it's worth Mm $55,000, should you be able to hold up progress forever to benefit yourself? you got so a you warped should. view of progress, too. You
6: absolutely too. should. This isn't a bridge. This isn't uh, an extension of a school building. This is profiteering. And, yes, you should. If they're going to make a profit by charging people outrageous amounts for gas, if you notice the price of gasoline is rising again, why shouldn't I be able to demand whatever I want for the value of my property? I've said this before on the air. If you came to me and said, Cindy, I want to buy your land uh, under the laws of this commonwealth, I get to tell you how much. And you go, I don't want to pay that. And I say, see you later, Joe. And that there's no reason to give a power to say, well, tough luck, Cindy. You're going to have to knuckle under to what we've decided we're going to pay you for your property. All right. That's just, that's just not right.
1: Thank, Thank you, Cindy. You know. oh, Thank incidentally, you. back on the impeachment, Democrats feel as though the president must be held accountable, and they have a requirement to hold him accountable, and that's why they're impeaching.
6: That's a lot oh. of
1: nonsense. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, you, I gentlemen. like your kabuki Bye. theater. That's great. It is kabuki theater. <laughs> All right. Uh, one 800 is our telephone number. Where are we going? Stan, you're on the mark. Thank you for calling in today.
7: Good morning. Uh, so, uh, Mr. Leahy is going to preside over an impeachment trial. Is that what I'm hearing correctly?
1: That's what you The
7: Chief Justice of the Supreme Court said he didn't want nothing to do with it.
1: No, he's not required to do it because the president's not in uh, anymore.
7: But he is. Oh. Oh, so the president is. So the Senate has no jurisdiction over private citizens, correct? Can't have it both ways. Well, that's the way they seem to
1: want it. I hate to tell you this, but they still have to deal with the impeachment they're handed, which relates to a sitting president, even though he's not yeah. in anymore. I'm just telling you the
2: but logistics. In the, in the courts, they would say that's a moot point because he's not there anymore. As a matter of fact, they just threw out the emolument uh, charges against President Trump on exactly the same, right, because he's same, not same in issue. O- he's not in office. <laughs> right. I'm right. just telling now, you
1: what they're doing, Stan. I'm not defending it. I'm just simply explaining why they're doing this.
2: See,
7: everyone who wants to compare this to a criminal trial or a civil court, according to the justice system, this is not a trial according to the justice system. Because if it was, every one of those jurors would be tossed out for bias. Every one of them. Don't care. Both parties would be tossed out for bias because they have bias one way or the other. Am I not correct?
2: That's a good point. I think you could make that argument easily enough.
7: So that's why everybody wants to compare it to a criminal trial. You know, he's got to be on trial and this and that. But the Constitution says when the president of the United States is tried, the chief justice shall preside.
1: Well, that's only if he's a sitting president. It's in there Ah, that if he's not a sitting president.
7: Exactly. Exactly. Senate has no jurisdiction over a private citizen. (laughs) Nowhere in the Constitution does it say the Senate can bring in any private citizen and try them for anything. So if they're going to do it now what's to stop them in the future from taking somebody off the street and say you're guilty of whatever we're going to, you know Congress says you're guilty of this and we're going to bring you into the Senate and try you
1: Stan you can Can't walk me to because
7: that's not a judicial system
1: Stan you can walk me back around to the point that the president's just a private citizen all day long the fact of the matter is that the Senate at least the Democrats say that they were handed an impeachment they're in charge of the Senate and so they're going to hold a trial that's their so justification the, and they say they have the legal justification. To do so.
7: Okay, so the proper thing for the Senate is to tell him to go pound sand and throw it out. That would be the proper thing to do then, (laughs) because he's a private citizen. But no, we're going to have a political theater, you know, a kabuki theater, as
6: Cindy (laughs) said,
4: Uh,
7: you know, because that's what, you know, they think they're going to score political points. Well, I hate to tell them they're scoring no points with anybody. This is a waste of time, waste of money. And besides, the the Congress, does the House. Did absolutely no discovery of evidence. There's no evidence, you know, sent over. Where's their evidence? They didn't have any hearings and have nothing. This was, he's guilty. We're going to, we're going to, so it's like a indicting a ham sandwich. They can do it because they're the grand jury, right?
2: Right. Right. Yeah, you got a point.
7: You know, this, this is all a
1: bunch of. Well,
2: I they, won't say it. They want to. You won't allow me. They want to bar him from <laughs> well, office. You, you in can the use a you can use a polite name for it. We won't we <laughs> won't stop that. you from saying that. <laughs> Stan, call back. I know you have more on your mind, so please. Nah, nah,
7: that's good for that. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Keep them texts <laughs> yeah.
1: coming, too. All right, good good caller, Stan from Danville. We appreciate his common-sense conservatism, which is why his thoughts are so exceptional around here. Common-sense conservatism. What not does that so- make me, huh? <laughs> Joe McGranahan is our co-host today. You're listening to WKOK Sunbury.
0: News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email Mark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan.
1: Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence, Mr. Joe, common sense... Some days conservative everyday is uh, aside for me but a natural born listener I always say that just to be nice on the mark <laughs> Well, I ignore you quite well. Thank you. <laughs> on the market is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. I should say that our listeners are so smart, uh, they all know more than they do in Washington. City, of course, ac- accurately and aptly pointing out that this is Kabuki Theater. I just love that. And uh, that uh, the... We get to wear our kimonos and paint our faces white. And that the impeachment, of course, is just a a fabulous show that displaces actual work uh, that the men and women of the Congress, of the House of Representatives, and the Senate could be doing. Uh, Of course, Stan is wisely reading the Constitution accurately and saying that there's no way you can impeach somebody who's not in office. Everything that has to do within the Constitution about impeaching the president makes reference to impeaching the president. But of course, Mr. Not the, the ex-president. Right. They didn't put that in there. So I think he's uh, wisely detected that. So uh, we, we hope he's right sooner rather than later. And, of course, everybody else is wasting their time in Washington, D.C. Basically the C.
2: question. If we, can, if we can impeach someone who is no longer the president and living, can we impeach a president who is no longer living?
1: Oh, you mean a president who is living.
2: No, Uh, no, I mean a president. Let's go back and impeach Andrew Johnson again. Let's start it all over again because he should have been impeached. (laughs) Uh, Well, I think it would be hard for you to mount a defense.
1: find you're an int- attorney to defend him. To which you are entitled. Well, I think it'd be easy. Rudy Giuliani, who I am so glad to say is being sued beyond recognition for yeah, his...
2: What, 1.5 billion or right. like that? Well,
1: because they say he not only ruined the company, which that's plainly obvious. Uh, I don't think he ruined them. They're still in business. Okay, so, well, okay. They were, yeah, they were going to do 2 billion, which is their anticipated revenue over the next 10 years. But uh, he says he's ruined the lives of individuals who work there, that they're being threatened and followed, and uh, that they're Life has been made very difficult by his ridiculous lies. It's funny, CNN played a compilation of his lies about De- Dominion. It is really crazy how the story changed. You know, at first it was, they were reprogrammed to flip votes, and then they were Yemeni-owned, and then there was an Argentina tie, and that's why they were doing it. You know, all of this stuff was false. But uh, he just went on and on about
2: this poor company, and you'd think he'd know that Well, that's, you know, it was founded by Idi Amin. Well, that's exactly, <laughs> I'm
1: honest. What honest. I'm what,
2: only kidding you know, it wasn't. Right, but it, it really got
1: that ridiculous. He would have to know that you can't just raise up a private company that's operating in good faith and and spread all this false information about them. Well, Uh, not
2: without a modicum of proof. You have to have some kind of proof. I mean, uh, against the kind of suit he's being hit with, truth is the best defense. If he can prove it, then he's, right. he's home free.
1: Right, that will help him. If he can prove that they are Yemeni-owned and have ties to Argentina and they have it programmed to flip votes from Republican to Democrat, if he can prove all of that, yeah, he's going to be in good If he can prove
2: all of that, they'll overturn standing. the results of the election and President Trump will be back in office. Do
1: you think it will be easy for the company? It'll be easy for the company's employees to show that they've been threatened. You know, there's a paper trail of that, you know, since most of them called authorities when that happened. Well, what
2: about, what about um, uh, Congresswoman Waters, who told people to harass uh, members of the Republican Party while they're eating lunch or dinner at restaurants. You know, don't let them off scot-free. Members of the administration, should she be sued for a large amount of money? Yeah, you're right. I guess Giuliani's okay. He should be able to bring down a multi-million dollar company. Both of them are terrible behaviors. Both of them. Right. Neither one of them is acceptable in this country in my opinion. Was she sued for that or does that No, I'm saying why she should she should have been.
1: Right. That's what I'm wondering. If you can prove that a restaurant was damaged by that kind of behavior, you know that we had well, you're you know, talking X about number the of conservatives in there eating and they were harassed to the point that they left, well that that restaurant lost money because of this behavior. They could sue, right. but
2: so could the people who whose privacy and whose uh, desire to have a quiet family dinner was destroyed
1: <laughs> all right so yeah we got this is going to sound strange to say on this program but it appears as though there may be some bad behavior in washington i'm not sure oh,
2: well let's have that laminated for our wallets <laughs>
1: all right uh, we would invite you to comment on these things we've talked a little bit about the vaccinations and if you want to hear a fabulous interview which rob Sanders posted on wkok's podcast page we had uh, one of the people in charge of the legislation leg- Logistical operation at Geisinger on the newsline this morning, just talking about uh, really what was just a massive movement of vaccine into their possession, into the freezers, and then into uh, the jabbing process. And it really is just a quite a description that she gives, and I, I think everybody should listen to it. And we're going to do the same type of interview with uh, Evan talking about this uh, this labyrinth of work that goes into this. You know, you think all you need is the vial, a syringe, and a freezer, and a uh, point. But uh, there's really—it's—it's it's like the duck on the pond. They are paddling like crazy underneath, and it's really neat. All right. uh, Speaking of, just hours after Evangelical Community Hospital opened the COVID-19 vaccine registration to people eligible in Phase 1A, hundreds of calls flooded their call center. Evangelical Community Hospital's vice president of clinic and physician practices, Brian Wolf, says as of 2 p.m. Monday, they were able to physically answer about 1,700 calls, but a significant number went unanswered. Evangelical says there is a vaccine registration hotline now available. It's 570-522-4530, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. The hospital is asking for continued patients with their patients with the scheduling process. There's more information at evanhospital.com virus. Statewide hospitalizations are down, including at Evangelical Community Hospital. They're down to 42 patients on board right now with COVID-19. Yes, that is a high number of individuals to be suffering from the same ailment, but it's half the number it was just four weeks ago. Five of the individuals are in the ICU, and one of those people is on a ventilator. Geisinger down to 125 people admitted. They were above 200 statewide for the first time in three weeks were below 4,000 on hospitalization. January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month, so as we wrap up the month, Heather Schneider, education specialist with Transitions, says there is an educational forum tomorrow evening to talk about human trafficking in our area. More information about that at transitionsofpa.org. She says uh, there are misconceptions that sometimes stand in the way of us reporting human trafficking.
6: In some cases, that's where um, individuals who are perpetrating this horrific crime like to take advantage of that situation.
1: And you can find more about tomorrow night's educational forum at transitionsofpa.org. The Associated Press reporting this morning after two days of silence, Republican U.S. Congressman Scott Perry of Pennsylvania's 10th District, uh, which part of which is in our listening area, incidentally, uh, he confirmed a New York Times report Monday, saying that he had introduced a then President Donald Trump to a top Justice Department lawyer who, according to the newspaper, discussed a plan to overturn the results of the 2020 election, Perry, who has disputed the validity of President Joe Biden's victory in Pennsylvania, did not say he necessarily made the introduction with the explicit goal of ousting the acting attorney general or overturning Biden's victory or that he was privy to any such plans. I just live it. I'm not necessarily going to say that. I may have done that, but I may not have had the goal of ousting the acting attorney general, overturning Biden's victory, and I may may have not even been privy to such plans.
2: But I may have. Anyway, uh, Perry said that he's uh, he obliged. See, there, Trump, you just muddied the line between news and commentary, right? And Perry said
1: that he obliged Trump's request for an introduction to the former Assistant Attorney General Jeffrey Clark, who Perry knew from unrelated legislative matters, and the three men went on to discuss their shared concerns about the election. "Quote: My conversations with the president or the Assistant Attorney General, as they have been with all whom I've engaged." Of following the election, or a reiteration of the many concerns about the integrity of our elections, and uh, those allegations should at least be investigated to ease the minds of voters. All right. There's more about that at WKOK.com. Finally, Joe, you love political correctness, so you are going to hate this.
2: Oh, hit me with it.
1: It looks as though we may see Harriet Tubman on the twenty-dollar bill after all. The redesign of the iconic abolitionist image that was proposed under the Obama administration, uh, but the former Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin announced nearly two years ago that it wouldn't never happen under the Trump White House. President Trump felt it was political correctness run amok. Now the current White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki confirmed that they are trying to speed up the effort to get Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill.
2: And that means they could replace Andrew Jackson, who was certainly a controversial figure in his lifetime and remains controversial to this day. Excellent point. But yeah, some, does that mean we take him off the, the $20 bill? Well, where are we going to put Harriet? She's well, got to go somewhere. Well, why don't we put somewhere. her on the $21 bill? We'll make a new we'll one.
1: We'll start a new one. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'll be fun to count. Uh, I have enough time counting
2: up Actually, 20. I mean, when you think about American presidents who are on currency, Andrew Jackson isn't somebody that I would have put there. You know, to be honest with you, Franklin Roosevelt on a dime, I would more than likely put Franklin Roosevelt because he got us through World War II. Mm -hmm. Or I would put him on something. I would put Harry Truman on something. You know, I would put some of our great presidents, and we've had some great ones, on on the bills before Andrew Jackson, although he did win for the Battle of New Orleans. Unfortunately, uh, it, I can't say he won the War of 1812, because it, the Treaty of Ghent had been signed by the time they fought the Battle of New Orleans, and the war was already over. But Andrew <laughs> Jackson didn't know that. Didn't they get send fought, him a text? He, he fought like hell. <laughs> didn't they send him a text? No, there was no texting okay. back then, unfortunately. Right. They had to wait for the ship to come from the Old World. You know, Thomas Jefferson was on on the $2 bill, let's move him to the 20, put Harriet Tubman on the 2.
1: Why don't we just leave Harriet on the 20, which is the plan? There's nothing wrong with it. It's perfectly okay if well, you don't like she's it. She's not a president. Uh, well, uh, oh, you have to be a president. Well,
2: no, okay. Hamilton wasn't a president, but he, he was really the man who founded our central bank and our currency system and the banking system here in this country, so he deserves some recognition.
1: Well, I think Harriet Tubman brought more quality to more she's people. She's certainly
2: worthy of it, but why not? Uh, let me see, who else? could we get? I mean, there are other Nobody. people. No, Nobody. I,
1: I think there... Harriet is totally unbesmirched in every way.
2: Well, what about Booker T.
1: Washington, if you want to honor him, No, nope, some... he's been besmirched. How? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not aware. Frederick Douglass.
2: I know, I, Harriet Tubman did I think more than Frederick, Booker T. Washington. Frederick Douglass would be a better choice. Oh, brother. No. You don't? Well, tell no. me, why would you rule out Frederick Douglass? Harriet Tubman it w- was instrumental in saving countless lives. Do you realize, Do you know who I'm talking about?
1: Yes, of course.
2: Okay, and he was not instrumental in saving countless well, lives?
1: Every, every, these are important people, but it's Harriet's time, so now's the time to do it. We've already vetted.
2: I think it's politically correct, because we don't have a woman on the currency. And,
6: yeah, and that's okay. Go.
2: If you want to put a woman on the currency, that's fine. Choose but, her. I mean, but, no, but I'm saying well, we have are other Susan B. Anthony there. on a coin. Well, yeah, but it didn't last very long. It's She's still, still around. At, they're still around, right. But so, they don't make them su- anymore? So Sacagawea, but we don't have... No, they <laughs> don't make them anymore, and they don't make the Sacagawea dollar either. Well, Susan B. Anthony wasn't intended to be a
1: collector. That's what it turned into. But Sacagawea was intended to be a collector and not in general circulation.
2: But it was in general circulation. Right, but, as, but only so that you guys could snarf them up. <laughs> <laughs> but believe me, this anybody who snarfed them up is now regurgitating. Them. They're okay. not worth anything.
1: Yeah, I, I have since <laughs> used at the car wash all my state quarters that
2: right, I Right, everybody saved those. I don't know how many times somebody showed me, oh, i got a whole collection of state quarters. i got roll after roll of them. I said, you, you know any nearby vending machines? Right. Wait a minute. <laughs> Go to the car wash. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, Frederick Douglass would certainly be a candidate. If you were going sure. to weigh the contributions of Harriet Tubman and Frederick Douglass, I think Frederick Douglass would come out on top.
1: Who is the individual, president or otherwise, man or woman, abolitionist or? not who contributed the most overall to make this
2: a better country the most overall well that's a very subjective question i could uh, sit here and give you arguments all day long as anybody <laughs> who knows history could do about but who, who would
1: be uh, who would you be arguing
2: among fdr well if i mean people who are not currently on currency uh, no, skip the, skip the money. This is just... Well, um, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson. The biggies. Right. I mean, those. if you're to argue Tubman, that...
1: Susan B. Anthony.
2: No. Well, Susan no. B. Anthony deserves recognition. I mean, w- without the her, there 10. would be no women's right to vote. In the top ten. And I would certainly put Harriet Tubman maybe in the top 20, but I would put Frederick Douglass in the top ten. Okay. That's just
1: me. And, and McGranahan's... Worthwhile view, not Lawrence's worthless, but McGranan's worthwhile view. The single most influential America, well, individual in the that pushed the country forward in one way or another is Abe Lincoln. Okay.
2: Well, uh, that maybe maybe let me modify that. Abe Lincoln and a tie with George Washington, because George Washington could have made himself a king if he wanted to, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, he if it weren't mm-hmm. for him, the United States wouldn't have formed as it was, and if it weren't for Abe Lincoln, the United States wouldn't exist as it of, is. What kind of genius do these people possess?
1: Well, that's a good question. I think you'd have to... I mean, these are people are on a whole other scale. I mean, you're... You know, I'm, I'm okay smart. You're way smart. These people are like
2: up on a whole new cloud. Well, George Washington in particular, I mean, he realized what it was. It, part of his career, I mean, he was snubbed because he wasn't part of the aristocracy of Virginia. So he came up the hard way. He came up as a surveyor. He made. He had to earn a living. And I think he learned that, you know, that the English were just Giving people titles and was it wasn't who you were. It was who you knew and how you were born. George Washington put a realized that that wasn't the way people should be measured. Matter of fact, he could have easily said what Dr. King did. You should be measured by the content of your character, not the color of your skin,
1: or your connections, or your or, or, or your regal your birth connections. Right. Wow. Now you know why I love interviewing. I just uh, surround yourself with smart people and ask them a thousand questions. That's my philosophy. one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. 795 9565 Eric, you get a minute before the break. Go right ahead. Uh,
3: legitimately, I think uh, if we're going to put a person of African-American descent uh, on a dollar bill, let's put on the 50. Uh, Grant, I think, is Grant on the 50? I'm pretty sure. He's yes, he's on the 50. F- Grant's on the 50. Uh, president Grant was a, a great leader, but he's a terrible president, absolutely terrible uh is it, both administrations racked by uh, corruption and so forth, and and so I would think that fifty would be appropriate place for her to be.
2: Okay. Okay. I disagree uh, with you. Grant Grant no, was no surrounded true, by crooks. No
3: truth to the rumor, however, that they were going to put uh, President Trump on a stamp.
2: There's a punchline here, I sense.
3: <laughs> well, they can't do it because you can't put President Trump on a postage stamp because people will be spitting on the wrong side. <laughs> oh God.
2: All right. Your minute's up. Thank Thank you, you, Eric. Thank you. Jeez. All right. Read what's in your middle (laughs) panel there. You don't spit anymore. Uh, Tomorrow at 4 p.m., there will be a hearing at City Hall in Sunbury. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm sorry. Frederick Douglass is an example of someone who's done an amazing job and is being recognized more and more, I notice. Donald Trump.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Donald Trump Jr. or (laughs) Sr.? Oh, that was Sr. Oh, Sr. I wonder why.
5: Well, they were dedicating the, uh, I think, the Black History Museum or something. He was talking about Reverend King, and someone asked him about Frederick Douglass, and he obviously didn't know who it was. Mm -hmm. So he vamped, and that's what he said.
1: Wow. Amazingly cogent, considering he didn't know.
2: Well, except that Frederick Douglass did do an amazing job, and he is being recognized more and more. (laughs) But he died, what, in the mid-1800s? No, late 1800s, early 1900s. But it was obvious that, that Donald didn't know who he was. Uh, matter of fact, there's a a great biography I read of Frederick Douglass. It's an amazing book. I forget who the author is now. It's pretty thick. But, I mean, this is a guy who really, you know, turned President President Lincoln around with respect to race relations and, and views on race. So I think he certainly had a tremendous impact in the country. But, of course, we want to put a woman in. You know, we don't care who's most deserving. It has to be the most deserving woman or the most deserving person of color who's a woman. You know, if you're gonna base it on... Absolute merit. I think Frederick Douglass wins hands down.
1: All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You are welcome to call and comment
2: on our history lesson. Oh, have- and I would cheerfully replace the uh, Hamilton, uh, not Hamilton. I would cheerfully replace Jackson on the 20 with Frederick Douglass.
1: All right. Let's talk about that. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at on the market. WKOK.com. we have talking about the rollout of the vaccines earlier this show. And we have talking about why in the world we allow eminent domain to carry on in the U.S. The way that we do, these private companies get to steal land for a pittance of their actual value. It's so wrong. We would love to talk about that. And uh, we can talk about the impeachment. And what was the other thing? Vaccines and uh, Harriet Tubman. And plus one other thing that escapes me right at the moment. one 800 795
5: Sunbury Motors Ford is bringing in 2021 with a bang. bang. SMZ has just received shipments of the all-new 2021 Ford F-150. Save up to nine grand on the totally redesigned F-150, which was just awarded North America's Truck of the Year for 2021. Sunbury Motors has 67 F-150s in stock and arriving soon. SMC is introducing the highly anticipated 2021 Ford Bronco Sport. The new Bronco's retro design reflects its iconic heritage from the 60s and 70s. Sunbury Motors has them in stock starting at just $28,200. Pick from 61 of the top Ford Escapes with savings up to $8,250 and slashed to as low as $22,380. SMC is where you want to be in January for discounts up to $11,000 on the largest selection of new Fords in the Susquehanna Valley. And everyone is clearly marked for this massive sale. Sunday Motors Ford into the 4th Street Auto Plaza. Proudly serving all of Central Pennsylvania for over a century. Hurry, sale ends Monday the 1st.
1: Welcome back to WKOK OK, Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Uh, read this, then okay. this.
2: Cindy is correct about private companies using eminent domain to seize property for private projects. It's wrong. The problem is that the Supreme Court of the United States, in their infinite wisdom, said it was okay. Another sign that the Supreme Court is far from perfect and then another writer dennis says i have high respect for cindy's opinions but in regard to the keystone pipeline i feel the withdrawal of the permit is just being vindictive to a certain extent there are there is more than one pipeline that comes in from canada and we have miles of lines crisscrossing the usa mr obama refused to grant permission related to his opinion on the environment mr trump signed the pipeline in on his first day now mr biden on his first day withdraws the permit seems petty to me I included a map that shows the many pipelines in the USA and those that cross the northern border. And there are quite a few.
1: One of the workers who said he was very glad to be leaving Nebraska and going to Louisiana. (laughs) I can imagine working on a pipeline in the winter is a little bit uh, chilly. Yes. Bobby D., you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in.
6: Uh, Yes. um, (laughs) Joe, I have a question for you. Uh When the Central Susquehanna Valley Thruway
2: Project was first proposed, uh, did the governments, uh, so to speak, contact like the boroughs and contact the areas about what um, eminent domain?
0: Yeah, but, yeah. But
2: no, they don't. They wouldn't contact us about eminent domain. They would contact us about. What proposed routes were going to be taken, and they did. They consulted with everybody about what routes would be taken. Uh, And, of course, they had to rethink that when they found out that the ash basins weren't quite strong enough to support a highway. But, uh, you know, now once they have the route taken, they will negotiate and are in the process of negotiating with homeowners to acquire their properties, those that are needed. Usually, it, it, the biggest problem winds up when they take part of a person's property, but not all of it, and they're left with something that they consider to be less than valuable. So You have spongy ash? All
6: right. Thank you I'm very sorry, much. I'm sorry.
2: My ash is not
1: spongy. <laughs> okay. 1-800-795-9565. Uh, Jim, you're on the market. It's a wonderful open day. Good morning, day. Mark
8: and Joe. Morning. Joe, morning. I'm about the same age as you, and I was in uh, Wises up in Anthroplaza. Plaza. I ask, how do you get the coronavirus shot? The girls up there told me you have to go on the Internet. I do not have Internet because I used to work for, uh, for Cold Township with diesels and plowing snow and stuff like that. And uh, how do you do it when you don't have Internet or access to the Internet of getting the coronavirus shot?
2: Well, and there are phone numbers out there. I mean, there are different phone know. numbers that you can dial. You can also go to your public library, assuming it's open, and use the computers there to to register online. Or
1: a family member who is online could yeah. perhaps to it. Yeah, I don't know. There is a phone number for Wise Markets to schedule the vaccine. I believe. No, but that there is, is for Evan. E, there is
2: for Evan, right? Right.
1: Evan and Geisinger both have a phone line,
8: right? And Joe and Mark, I did vote for Trump, but I think, like Cindy says, uh, this here uh, trying to impeach him is just a waste of time money and everything else and what about hunter biden and the big man
2: what about hunter well we have we haven't (laughs) gotten there yet and we probably never will jim i I doubt that we'll ever know the bottom line there that's joe's favorite question what about hunter
8: (laughs) and i hope our lord keeps both of you and your family safe
1: well well, thank you you as yours as well can those nice people at wise's make the appointment for you use their internet uh, device when you're talking to them
8: they told me uh, uh, they didn't seem like they wanted to do that.
1: Okay, and, well,
2: maybe uh, they're not they supposed to. they said you
8: have to go online or find somebody with a computer to go online.
2: Well, where, where do you, I assume that if you're somewhere near my age, you probably take some prescription medications. Your pharmacy should be able to set something up for you. Well, yeah, but not everybody can do it because of them freezers and all that stuff. No, no, but they, I mean, they should I know what's going Rite Aid on to in set Shemokin, it up. Oh. Uh, well,
1: they might. Well, oh, yeah, Rite Aid has a phone number. Yeah, I don't know them. what it is, but uh, they they have one. But you can't really Google it, can you?
6: <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Let me see if I can and find it. And there
1: are it. no phone books anymore. Uh, so Wise Markets has a customer service telephone number, so call that. And um, and Shimokan has a Rite Aid, right? Uh Yes. Okay. Yeah, not everybody has a Rite Aid.
8: Yeah, uh, we have a Rite Aid, a CVS, and two Wises, and Walmart.
2: Well, Walmart uh, probably would know, be able to offer you some advice. I don't think that they have. They have a pharmacy, right? right? They don't have COVID nineteen vaccines.
1: I think Walmart's helping in the logistics, but I don't think they're jabbing.
2: Probably not. I don't know. Well, in any event, I would certainly start with your pharmacy. Oh okay. And that's a good well, starting that's a point. Good hint. Yeah, that that's where I would go. Good luck. I what's that, sir? I said good luck.
1: Hope you get it. Okay. Yeah, call this number one eight hundred seven four eight three two four three. That's one eight hundred
8: seven four eight.
1: Three, four, three, no, two, scratch that. Three. Scratch that. Three, two, four, three.
8: Oh, okay. Well, I appreciate your help, sir. Yes, Good luck.
1: 3243. Three. That's Right Aid's customer service number. So that might get you started to try to set this up by phone. And tell them right off the bat that you, you don't enjoy the curse called the Internet. and so You need help. All right. Thank you so much, thank Jim. Uh, and that thank takes you, a, sir. You back. And
2: Joe. Take care.
1: All right. And Lance, go right ahead. You're on the mark.
4: Well, anyway, I have just a couple words here that will explain why. Frederick Douglass will never really be recognized. Here's a quote. I am a Republican, a black, dyed-in-the-wool Republican, and I never intend to belong to any other party than the Party of Freedom and Progress. That'll knock you out of anything nowadays,
1: won't it? <laughs> Freedom and progress.
2: <laughs>
4: yeah,
1: boy.
2: <laughs> well, you have to remember, the Repo- and uh, I'm, our Democratic friends would tell you this, that the Democratic Party is different than it was then, and the Republican Party is somewhat different than it was then.
4: Uh, yeah, I understand this whole thing, but...
2: Uh, well, fortunately, our uh, no, leaders...
4: Say, wait a minute. You would think that the Democrats at one time were the party for the uh, treasonous uh, Folks who seceded from the Union, correct? They were the slaveholders, just the worst of the worst. Now they rehabilitated themselves. So don't you think that maybe they could uh, give a handout to folks who are suffering the same malady that they did back then? I mean, and say, look, we were horrible. This is what we. This is the way we rehabilitated ourselves.
2: Well, who are are you talking about that needs the rehabilitation, Frederick Douglass?
4: Oh, they think the Republicans did. I'm Mm -hmm. saying it. I don't. I mean, I I really uh, believe that uh, they're the only folks that can rehabilitate themselves, or they say they are.
2: Well, they I mean, stay. it's it's history, and I get I get beaten over the head from time to time for mentioning the fact that things have changed over the years. But I mean, right. at one point, the Republicans were the party uh, that went out and set out to guarantee freedom and remove slavery, and the Democrats were the party that wanted to keep the status quo. You know, but nobody supports slavery today. So I mean, it's just a historical an historical footnote to note what happened in the past, and it's something we should remember. But I don't think we can equate the today's political parties with the way parties behaved a hundred and fifty years ago.
1: Right. We had some great leaders back then, but some of them had flaws also.
4: Yeah. Well, he also uh, said, well, he, uh, Frederick Douglass was debating. And uh, they, of course, were talking about how slavery is ingrained into our founding documents. And he explained that the word slave, slavery, or slaveholder is not found anywhere in any one of our documents.
1: Yeah, the great hypocrisy of the U.S. The great what? What do you call it? The great shame? The great? I don't know. It's like our um, our the worst element of our great legacy slavery you know, All right. you
4: know though, really though it seems like the USA is the only one that takes it on the chin for slavery when more slaves went to Brazil than went here back in the heyday a lot more
1: I think because we enjoy such an abundance here, we have time to worry about our past and, and actively make everything as equal and fair and just as we can, so people keep working on that. Uh, other countries may be spending more time working on today.
2: I like, if you're going to talk about Frederick Douglass' quotes, the one I think he should be remembered for among many, many, it's easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. Right. Nicely said. You know, well, I he was. You know, so...
4: He's also big on the Second Amendment, which throws him right out of there, too. I mean, he really
1: was. He'd make a great Republican today. All right. Thank you so much, Lance. Thanks for calling, and always wonderful to hear from you.
4: Okay,
2: sir. Thank Mm. you. Bye-bye. Upper right-hand corner, Joe, and then we take the break. I also like what he said when he was talking about his own escape from slavery. He said, I prayed for 20 years but received no answer until I prayed with my legs. Oh, okay. He ran away. <laughs> all right. I haven't heard this much crying from the far, far right since Benghazi. Not Tom.
1: Talking about the impeachment. Right. one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We are talking about U.S. currency, Harriet Tubman, uh, Frederick Douglass impeachment, and uh, another connected topic to all of that, the vaccine. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the KOK live telephone talk show. On the Mark Joe, it's a Reader's Choice. You got a hundred things in front of
2: you. Okay, well, let's start with this one here because it takes Eric to task for perhaps a less than gracious remark. He said, "Mark and Joe, Eric, in your sarcastic attempt at every chance that you get." You don't spit on a stamp, you lick it. If you want to be completely correct, most stamps are self-sticking. Will anyone ever let it go? He's out of office, but still they want to impeach him. I'm sure that God is so broken by his children's ugliness. Okay. Right. Yeah, thank you for that. And then uh, another writer says, Most local libraries have computers and librarians who are happy to help navigate them. Those without Internet access may want to contact their local library to see if they could be of assistance in helping people register for a vaccine. Signed by Ann. Right. And I did suggest that to, uh, to Jim. Uh, hopefully, well, and they'll be able to help. Geisinger has
1: navigators that help you get the vaccine. You just have to call them. But then you're going to get a Geisinger
2: appointment. So... Um, Right, I don't know if that'll be helpful right, or not. Well, I mean, but you'd have to. You get want to get, the, get it? I mean, I, if <laughs> I was I would have been willing to go anywhere to get my first shot. Fortunately, I was able to get one at Geisinger. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would prefer to go right down the street to my house to my local pharmacy, but <laughs> I was more than happy to get it at where I could get it. Okay. And then Tom says, the pipeline has been on hold for 10 years due to landowners, Indian tribes, and states. The pipe is felt to be no longer be usable due to protective coating being damaged due to sitting in the elements for 10 years.
1: Oh, this is pipe that hasn't yet been installed. Oh, I yeah, guess. I, I, know, I heard I'm about not that. Yeah, that's about. a, well, that's a real observation that they're worried about. The pipes have been idle, so they're rusty on the inside
2: and out. Well, of course, you would have to make accommodation for that. If they weren't acceptable, you wouldn't use them, right? Right, but it's a shame we can't come up with a national policy.
1: One president, you know, Joe Biden's not going to be an eight-year president, so the next president's going to
2: sign all these executives and start at the pipeline again. That's ridiculous. Well, maybe, depending on who the next president is.
1: Well, that's true. If it's uh, Kamala Harris, then she'll probably keep it on hold.
2: Well, the thing the thing is, it did create jobs. There was a guy on this morning on one of the networks, who lost his job? He was fired immediately. That Joe Biden signed that. They hmm. have no no work for him, so he was fired. And what was he What was he doing? He was a pipe fitter. Hmm. Uh, he was somebody who was involved in, I guess, the riveting or putting together, assembling the pipes. He said he has three three boys at home. He has to feed his wife. You know, and now he's out of work. So it's mixed And news. they said, well, they said, someone said, well, get another job. Oh, it was uh, Buttigieg when he, in his hearing, said, get another job. Well, you know, that's fine for him to say. Why don't you get another job? Mm-hmm. You know, these people were working. They were they But you were don't want to
1: do the wrong thing just so that you can employ people. I mean, we could build a huge pile of dirt in the middle of Sunbury and hire uh, an excavator to build that huge pile of dirt. Well, that accomplishes nothing. The Keystone XL pipeline doesn't accomplish any of President uh, Biden's goals, at least of which is climate change and reducing our dependence on Canadian foreign oil. But what it does do is that it will help us and, and help push us towards advancing into cleaner alternatives and using less fuel all of the um, private i didn't hear about this one fellow but the ones that they interviewed on fox over the weekend said they were just going to go to louisiana while the one said louisiana in particular the other one said look pipe makers and layers and excavators and these people that make it go straight with all these electronic devices are in demand all over the country they're just going elsewhere
2: but if, if the goal but is, but you budget, have a fellow that all right. So what's without, the difference? It, it, what pipeline is good and what pipeline is bad? In your view, you're an environmentalist. So tell me about a good pipeline that you would let people work at.
1: Well, a good pipeline is maybe one that is already in existence that needs repair, and the, 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 the men and women oh, can go okay, work so on that. so there is no
2: new good pipeline. The new, good, no, I the wouldn't new pipelines say
1: that. are bad. That's a ridiculous question, which pipelines are good At which Well, you're no,
2: not. you're saying that the Keystone pipeline was bad. <sighs> it should have been canceled. I'm saying give me a good pipeline. Up, oh, you got me. Another gotcha moment. Yep, you backed me into a corner. Read
1: this email before Mike has a meltdown here. It says,
2: I do not believe there was a conspiracy to commit widespread voter fraud. I think the surge is working. Oh. <laughs> uh, really but are. I do believe there was a quiet nudge-nudge agreement to possibly commit fraud for thousands of invalid votes in certain areas. The problem is not if I'm right or if I'm wrong in the legitimacy of the ballot counting. The problem is there was a lack of state law being fo- followed based on an emergency. Most most problematic is the enforcement of allowing the counting of the ballots to be observed. Large amounts of mail ballots were counted behind closed doors. And, Ben, I like my water and my sewer and my borough. It's not socialism. It's community effort. Signed by
1: Mike Bowling. There you go. Thank you for that. All All right. right. Let us do this and then this, and then we'll get the call.
2: Really, Tom Benghazi? The place where four people were killed because of corruption and dereliction of duty by the sitting president and secretary of state? You want to go there? You want to go there? You want a piece of me, Tom? (laughs) All right, Jim, you want a piece of Tom?
1: Go ahead, Jim, you're on the mark. Going once. Jim, go ahead.
9: Yes, you were just caught talking about the Keystone pipeline? Yes. Yes. First off, there was no regulations or buying the property that belonged to the Indians, the People have been living there all their life. They were just going to be thrown out of their properties with nowhere to go. I'm sure the previous administration made no plans what to do with them. Second thing is, Keystone Pipeline is going to carry what's called tar sand oils. It's derived from tar sands. It's the dirtiest oil in the world. It takes the most energy to refine it, and it's bad for the environment. If it was such a great deal, why didn't Canada set up their own refineries and refine it there and sell their product? Instead, they wanted to send it across through the United States, dig up everywhere, causing land and air pollution on the way, and have us sell it for them. (laughs) This isn't a good policy. We use light crude oil, which takes a lot less refinery. You also can get a lot of this from natural gas from this product. So I don't understand anybody's worried about this because there was less than a 1,000 jobs involved with this whole cancelling, and that was the fact that was given by a company named uh, JC Corporation from Canada. So I don't know what everybody's worried about because supposedly, according to Trump, we're energy efficient, so we don't need other people's oil or their dirty oil to refine at a high cost.
2: But you remember, you, you, my you remember, point. don't you, that if, if the pipeline, when the pipeline wasn't being considered, it was being shipped across the United States in uh, tank cars and railroads. That's not very safe. How much is being shipped? Well, there were lots of Was lots of it at the time? If
9: we're energy efficient, why are we shipping oil, dirty tar sand oils across the United States? Why do we need it? And how much is being shipped today?
2: Well, that I don't know, but we'll fi- see if we can find out.
9: Yeah, I'm sure you're not going to find nothing, because we're importing more oil from the Middle East than we are from Canada.
2: Okay.
1: All right, thank you so and much, Mexico. Jim. Yep. We're getting good good more Appreciate from Mexico call.
9: than we are from Canada.
2: All right. Okay, um, well, I, I will have to find out. But you raised some good points. Thank okay. you. Appreciate your call.
9: Okay. Take the care. The main subject is it's... Tar Sands Oil. It's the dirtiest oil in the world.
2: Yep, it's bad news. Yep,
9: it's bad
1: news across the board. Okay, uh, upper right hand corner and then the break. Go ahead, Joe.
2: Tomorrow at 4 p.m., there will be a hearing at City Hall to grant a variance to a church which plans to purchase the former Beambo plant. As a nonprofit, the church will not pay any property taxes on this five acre complex. In addition, the Buttercrust was permitted to spot zone and raise beautiful homes in the R1 zones around the perimeter plant of the plant and turn them into tractor-trailer parking lots. These were egregious violations of the R-1 zoning. The taxes on these lots will be lost as well. The city treasurer told me that the loss of tax revenue to the city, county, and Shikalemi School District will be significant. Why was this not publicized anywhere? Well, the fact that the church was planning to buy the property was widely publicized. Uh, The implications of that, I think, would be fairly obvious. It was on the tax rolls as a commercial property, and now it will be going on the tax rolls as a church.
1: No, but our good emailer is 100% right. This is a
2: big issue that hasn't been brought up and talked about.
1: All of these question marks at the end of his sentences can be answered. There are numbers that go with those questions, and they can be found out. Well, the thing is... It should be known, and we'll ask the
2: newsroom to hunt them down. Sunbury has what? Uh, how many buildings, how many major buildings that are now vacant? The hospital building, the bimbo bakery building? plant or bimbo bakery plant. Mm-hmm. You know, we have, uh, we still don't have a tenant yet for the uh, Sunbury textile mill, right? No, we do not. We do not. So, I mean, the question becomes, do we want something in these buildings, or do we want the something that's going to be on the tax rolls? That's a question yes. the city council has to ask. The answer, answer
1: is, is yes to we, your question. We do. We want, we want something. We want, we want everything. We want it all. Well, But I think neighbors have the right, to, or, or people with who are stakeholders, or just an interest in Sunbury, have a right to ask these kinds of questions. The person who wrote us that letter isn't the decider, but those are important factors to
2: consider that haven't been talked about. Well, many times people who ask for something to go off the tax rolls will provide a payment in lieu of taxes to the municipality. Which
1: in general is about 10% of what the tax value was.
2: Right. Well, churches, I don't know if any church does that. I doubt it. But, you know, you never know. Payment in lieu of taxes? Yeah, I don't
1: know. Yeah. I don't know of any churches that I do. I don't that. either. 1 800 We will be right back.
5: Sunbury Motors Ford is bringing in 2021 with a bang. bang. SMC has just received shipments of the all-new 2021 Ford F-150. Save up to nine grand on the totally redesigned F-150, which was just awarded North America's Truck of the Year for 2021. Sunbury Motors has 67 F-150s in stock and arriving soon. SMC is introducing the highly anticipated 2021 Ford Bronco Sport. The new Bronco's retro design reflects its iconic heritage from the 60s and 70s. Sunbury Motors has them in stock, starting at just $28,200. Pick from 61 of the top selling Ford Escapes with savings up to $8,250 and slashed to as low as $22,380. SMC is where you want to be in January for discounts up to $11,000 on the largest selection of new Fords in the Susquehanna Valley. And everyone is clearly marked for this massive
0: sale. Sunbury Motors Ford into the 4th
5: Street Auto Plaza, proudly serving all of Central Pennsylvania for over a century. Hurry, sale ends Monday the 1st.
1: Welcome back. Uh, WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show, upper
2: right-hand corner, and then we'll put Than on the radio. All right. One of our emailers says, please get this fact straight. Callers keep saying they are trying to impeach Trump. He has been impeached twice. A new record. Now he is facing conviction. The charge is inciting an insurrection. Shouldn't be hard to prove, considering all the video and Twitter evidence. They'll have real
1: evidence, that's for sure. Uh, Than, you're on the mark.
10: That's so true. They're going to have lots of evidence including the wit that were there and who will be presiding over the trial, which makes it very interesting. And, by the way, I love all the lawyers that have figured out that it's unconstitutional or it's constitutional. Real lawyers are the ones that are talking about this. And so I think we ought to wait until what, figure out what they are going to come down with.
1: Than, have you looked at the Constitution as it relates to impeachment in the Senate?
10: Yeah, I have. And
1: you see an ex-president would be okay?
10: I see that there's lots of room for arguments, and it's up for the courts to figure, but don't you think... That if we were to say, nope, you can't impeach and convict the president after he's out of office, that means that any president who has something they want to do that's outrageous would wait until the last minute to do it, get it done because they've got the authority, and then say, oh, no, you can't arrest me. I'm not in office anymore. That makes sense. So my guess is that yes. We can go after a perpetrator if uh, they're out of office.
1: After the if, fact, if
10: yeah. Was when they were in office. Yeah. How's that?
1: Police go after perpetrators who committed a crime yesterday all the time. All right, Than, go ahead. You had another thought, and you have a minute.
10: Okay. Well, I think the Keystone Pipeline, which, of course, leads to more and more pollution, taking care of that crude oil I'm glad the guy called in about that a couple of uh, calls ago because it's so true. They give us their bad oil and we turn it into better stuff where we don't need to do that. But the most important thing is the Indian group, the uh, the uh, Native Americans whose land it is, we are going to desecrate. I would think that people might get awfully upset if uh, somebody said, well, we got to build a street right through the middle of this cathedral in New York. I'm sorry, but we're going to take it. Well, that's what people are doing with the Keystone Pipeline and the Native Americans. It's their sacred land. And we said, ah, phooey. Uh, listen, go
2: back where you came from, you neighbor from New <laughs> The problem with that is
1: they came from here. Right. Yeah,
10: exactly.
1: Like AOC when, when President Trump told her to go back where she came from. So she went back to New York. All right. Thank you, Stan. Thank you so much for checking in. Glad to hear from you. Glad to hear from everybody. Today we will host another session, a vibrant discussion about open phones tomorrow. Stan will be just back from law school and to have his latest opinion on the impeachment trial that shouldn't be happening. This is WDK, okay, Sunbury.